Sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show, and this is your final friendly reminder, the last shilling. You only have a few hours left if you want to get in on the beautiful bastard October drop. I'm talking about those awesome, emotionally exhausted tie-dyes, those exhausted hoodies, crops, and sweatpants, some don't-be-stupid options, and of course, our one-day-will-all-be-skeletons line with finally releasing the zip-up hoodie, which you guys have gobbled up. Yeah, if you really want it, you gotta get it now, because after today, it is going away forever. Also, if you already ordered, thank you for making this the biggest and most successful drop we have done to date, but with that said, welcome back to the show. Hit that like button if you want me to punch you in the throat, you weirdo. And let's just jump into it. And y'all, the first thing that we have to talk about today is World Mental Health Day as well as a controversy that came along with it. But World Mental Health Day, which was technically yesterday, but I didn't have a show. And really, any opportunity I can get to take that swing to let you know that you are not alone with the shit you're dealing with, I want to take. Right? Whether it be anything with your mental health, something with depression, I mean, anxiety disorders don't get enough attention. In fact, according to the ADAA, anxiety disorders just in the U.S. affect 40 million Americans over the age of 18. That's 18.1% of the population. You know, you look at those numbers and it's like, wow, the thing that makes so many of us feel alone is actually a thing that should be bringing us together because so many of us suffer with it. Which is also why I commend the increasing number of celebrities who have shared their mental health struggles, showing what you could view as hopeful or maybe depressing, that no matter what level of success you you have in this life, that you can still suffer. You know, this year, some of the names we saw popping up in headlines, Olivia Rodrigo opening up about therapy, Selena Gomez spreading the word that seven out of 10 Gen Zers are more likely to report experiencing depression symptoms compared to other generations. Bella Hadid teaming up with a company to donate to a nonprofit. And then finally, one of the biggest, and it ends up being controversial, is Ariana Grande. And that's because Ariana Grande ended up continuing her partnership with BetterHelp by announcing that she's donating $5 million in free therapy on the platform. Also, just to be completely clear, because I do not want to relive the worst time of my life ever, I haven't been sponsored by BetterHelp for years, even though I could make an insane amount of money. And not because I ever found it to be a scam, but rather because I've seen more therapists speaking out about the service, and uh, that, that's made me keep my distance. But notably for Ariana Grande, this was a massive jump from her initial involvement. I mean, the last time we talked about her partnership, she was donating a million dollars in therapy. So with this even bigger donation, she wrote, I acknowledge that there are very real barriers when it comes to accessing mental health resources. And while this is only one small gesture and a much larger systemic problem remains, I wanted to do this again with better help in hopes of bringing access to a few more people and perhaps inspiring a few of you to try something new and prioritize your own healing. And to be as fair as possible, I am not saying yay or nay regarding this service. I, I think with especially with something like this, you should do your own research. Look at testimonials and recommendations, whether it be a, for a better help uh, talk space. I, I've been recently getting a lot of ad advertisements for Cerebral, or if you can get a, a therapist in person. Because I truly believe, I understand why you might be skeptical of therapy, but I, I truly think the therapy works. Whether it be about getting that poison out of your head or you know getting tools and tricks to be able to better understand and deal with yourself. So with this story, I wanna end it on, I guess, three questions. One, I don't know how old specifically you are, but do you feel like the conversation around mental health has changed drastically over your lifetime? Two, what are your thoughts around the controversy with Ariana Grande, right? Do you think ultimately she's trying to do a net good, so it's good, or do you have concerns? Are you angry? And finally, three, if you've used a telehealth service, what have your experiences been? Good, bad, whatever, whether it be uh, better help, talk space, cerebral, what, there's probably a million by now. Has it been good, bad? Have you had to have several different therapists to find the right fit? I'd love to hear from you. Because while I do think there is no full replacement for in-person therapy, I think the last two years showed us there is an important need for remote services. Then, this morning on Twitter, I asked y'all 
well would you like me to cover? And one of the things that kept popping up was an update on the Dave Chappelle situation. Right, there was a lot of controversy regarding things he said about trans people in his newest special. With that, we saw people criticizing Chappelle and Netflix, but also people defending the two. Now today, the update we're seeing, as, as The Verge put it, Netflix suspends trans employee who tweeted about Dave Chappelle's special. You might remember that employee. We featured part of their thread last week commenting on the special. But I also want to point out that that headline, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, is somewhat misleading by what it does not include. Because you have to click into the article to find out. Netflix suspended Field along with two other employees for trying to attend a director-level meeting they weren't invited to. And as The Verge further explains, in a statement emailed to The Verge, a Netflix spokesperson pushed back against the idea that Field was suspended for tweeting, saying it is absolutely untrue to say that we have suspended any employee for tweeting about this show. Our employees are encouraged to disagree openly and we support their right to do so. Also of note with this story, if you've been wondering, you know, how are Netflix top-level execs speaking with staff answering questions? Reportedly, Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos responded to employee questions in an internal email, writing, it never feels good when people are hurting, especially our colleagues. Also noting they're not going to remove the special and adding, several of you have also asked where we draw the line on hate. We don't allow titles on Netflix that are designed to incite hate or violence and we don't believe the closer crosses that line. And continuing, I recognize, however, that distinguishing between commentary and harm is hard, especially with stand-up comedy, which exists to push boundaries. Some people find the art of stand-up to be mean-spirited, but our members enjoy it and it's an important part of our content offering. Then in news slash kind of just a quick request if someone at YouTube is watching my videos. A lot of us recently have been dealing with just a crazy amount of bots, porn bots, spammers, scammers in our comments. I can't ban people faking to be me fast enough. Also, to you beautiful bastards watching, literally the only number I will tell you to text is 813-213-4423. If you see me in the comments talking about some WhatsApp or blah, 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 that is not me, that is a scam. I know most of you are smart enough to be like, oh, okay, that Philip DeFranco doesn't have the check mark. I know that's not verified, but I also know that a lot of you watch me very, very high. So I'm just trying to look out for you stoners, okay? I love you, stay safe, you're welcome, and you two, please help us. But from that, I wanna take a second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time that they're 35? Maybe you have that friend or family member that's dealing with hair loss right now, you see that, and you don't have to just wait around for that to happen to you because now is the time to do something about it. Because Keeps, it helps you stop hair loss before it's too late with their scientific and affordable approach to treatments. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And Keeps actually offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. So some of you may have already tried them before, but probably never at this price. All while getting these products delivered directly to your door, meaning no more in-person doctor's office where your prescription, you save both valuable time and money. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash DeFranco, or just click that link in the description down below to receive 50% off your first order. Then we absolutely have to talk about this spy shit in the news. So according to a release from the Department of Justice, Jonathan Tobe, who served as a nuclear engineer, worked with his wife, Diana, to sell classified documents to a foreign country, and both have now been charged with violations of the Atomic Energy Act. With a release saying that for roughly a year, Jonathan worked to sell restricted data concerning the design of nuclear-powered warships to a person they believed was a representative for a foreign power. However, wouldn't you know, the person they were actually communicating with was an undercover FBI agent. With the Department of Justice saying that back in April of 2020, he sent a package to an unnamed foreign government that contained a sample of restricted data, along with instructions on how to forge a covert relationship where the government could purchase more data. Then, according to a complaint, the FBI obtained that package in December, then starting to contact Jonathan via email by posing as a representative of that country. The correspondence continuing for months, involving an agreement to sell the data for thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency. And in June of 2021, the FBI actually sent Jonathan $10,000 in crypto in what was described as 
a good faith payment. And then just a few weeks later, both he and his wife traveled to West Virginia so John could leave an SD card in a dead drop location while Diana was the lookout. Reportedly placing that SD card in a peanut butter sandwich. Then you had the undercover agent sending him another $20,000 so that Jonathan would give him a decryption key for the SD card, which the FBI found did in fact have restricted data related to submarine nuclear reactors. This then continued into August where a similar exchange happened where Jonathan made another SD drop, receiving $70,000 this time and sending the decryption key. And all that led to this last Saturday where the FBI arrested the couple at what they thought was another prearranged dead drop. And hey, if everything is as the DOJ says it is, I'm glad these two got caught. But the main thing that stands out to me here, and I blame spy movies for messing up my brain on this, how is this so affordable? Like when I hear restricted data on nuclear submarine reactors, I'm like, oh, that's like $10 million. But John's doing the equivalent of blowing someone for $5 in a parking lot. And understand, I'm not saying a treasonous act like this is okay, but I also think it's not okay to sell yourself short. You need to know your worth. John, Diana, you were selling out your country for not even a down payment on a house in California. Also, I can't resist this transition on the note of sucking dick, we should talk about Superman. And that's because today, social media has a spotlight on DC, now confirming that John Kent, DC's new Superman, is bisexual. Well, I am not personally bothered by it, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on the matter. There's some cheering on this move, saying it's incredibly important, we need more inclusion, we need people to be able to see themselves and the art they consume. But on the other side, you have people saying this is just DC trying to win woke points or trying to push an agenda. But also, I think we just need to take a moment to be like, okay, if different iterations of superheroes are expected to exist in a multiverse of infinite possibilities where a skateboard riding lizard version of Superman can't exist, why are we like, but I draw the line at kissing boys? What that alien does in his private times his own damn business. But all of that said, another transition here, a big happy national coming out day to all you beautiful bastards who decide to come out or not. If you already took that courageous step, I hope the people around you don't suck and they love you still for who you are because nothing's really changed. And for those of you who are not out there, just remember you are no less brave and I, and I hope you're able to come out whenever you feel ready and just know that you're not less of a person. You're dope. Possibly. Like you might suck in other ways. You might like well done steaks with ketchup. I don't know. Then we've got to talk about the scientific breakthrough that came out over the weekend, right? The news that it turns out there is something worse than having to fly Southwest and that is having your Southwest flight canceled at the last minute. With Southwest canceling more than 1,800 flights over the past few days and uh, Originally, you had Southwest saying, hey, this is bad weather in Florida. There was an FAA-imposed air traffic management program to blame. But the company executive also assuring people that none of this was due to staffing issues. To which the FAA responded, and I'll paraphrase here, mm, bitch, why are you lying? Saying, yeah, bad weather did cause a few hours of delays for some flights across the South. However, saying the issue was resolved. And then adding, some airlines continue to experience scheduling challenges due to aircraft and crews being out of place. And so because of that discrepancy of people theorizing, hey, is this connected to unvaxxed employees? Especially since we saw Southwest Pilot Union asking the court on Friday to temporarily block the airline's COVID-19 vaccination requirement. With people like Senator Ted Cruz tweeting Joe Biden's illegal vaccine mandate at work, suddenly we're short on pilots and air traffic controllers. However, with that, a company spokesperson and the labor union that represents Southwest Pilots have denied those theories and instead saying this just snowballed, right? You had the original delays Friday leading to a snowball effect on Saturday and Sunday. And in fact, reportedly Southwest even had to apologize to their employees for not being able to get all of them hotel rooms over the weekend. And those apologies may end up being one of many more because even this morning, things are not better. They've already canceled another 350 flights as of recording this, delaying nearly 600 more. And then we should definitely talk about Indigenous Peoples Day as well as a debate around President Biden now becoming the first president to formally recognize the day. Saying in a proclamation that the day will be observed alongside Columbus Day, which was established by Congress and adding, we must never forget the centuries long campaign of violence, displacement, assimilation, and terror wrought upon native communities and tribal nations throughout our country. Today, we acknowledge the significant sacrifices made by native peoples to 
this country and recognize their many ongoing contributions to our nation. Also, in a twin proclamation for Columbus Day, Biden applauded the contributions of Italian Americans while also acknowledging the violence Columbus and other explorers brought, saying, Today, we also acknowledge the painful history of wrongs and atrocities that many European explorers inflicted on tribal nations and indigenous communities. And continuing on this day, we recognize this painful past and recommit ourselves to investing in native communities, upholding our solemn and sacred commitments to tribal sovereignty, and pursuing a brighter future centered on dignity, respect, justice, and opportunity for all people. And so with all that, you had a number of people happy, but also notably plenty of people argue that just observing the day doesn't go far enough. Noting that none of Biden's words made Indigenous People's Day a federal holiday, many pointing out that still, even with Biden, no American president has ever apologized for how the country treated Native Americans throughout history. And saying, well, the visibility here is huge, right? Because they've struggled for so long being invisible to mainstream society. They still experience continued discrimination and many of their groups are disproportionately impacted by climate change, gender-based violence, the pandemic, and other health issues, among other things. And you know, ultimately, this is where today's story and show ends, of course, with this, whether it be this final story, the first one, anything in between, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below. Also, a last little reminder, you only have a few hours left if you wanna get something from beautifulbastard.com. But as always, my name is Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.